is Optimus Prime, and you are listening to The Masters of None. Masters of None. There's another podcast out there called Masters of None. Check them out. They're very funny guys. Craft Radio. This is Weird Al Yankovic, and you're listening to Masters of None. A comedy podcast that doesn't suck. Masters of None. We talk about and debate the best and worst of pop culture, man. Interview celebs and often make offensive jokes. This is a comedy podcast that they say doesn't suck. Okay. Masters of None. Brought to you by the Simply Syndicated Network, lubricated by Blue Point Beer, and live on morelikeradio.com. Yeah, this is Motor Bartender, and you're listening to the Masters of None. He's the only guy to come into most tavern and ask for a craft beer and not a duff. Bunch of jerks. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Masters of None Classics, where we play some of the old episodes while we're uh, kind of on hiatus as we do our new podcast, Bat Channel 66. Check it out everywhere, SoundCloud, iTunes, etc., etc., Bat Channel 66. We go over every episode of the old Batman series from 1966 and pretty much just make fun of it um, and uh, have a lot of fun. It is, It actually is a lot of fun, and we had uh, great interviews with Burt Ward, Julie Newmar, uh, and hopefully more to come. Um, yeah, check it out. Bat Channel 66. Got to throw that out there. Also, uh, what else? What else is going on? Nah, that's about it, I guess. Yeah. Oh, this episode. Yeah, let's talk about this episode. This episode is one of our verses, one of our classic verses episodes. Um, this is Biggie versus Tupac, Jay versus Art, me moderating and sounding oh so white. Oh, so, so lame, so white. <laughs> talking about Biggie and Tupac, but uh, of course, Art is a huge Tupac fan, and Jay is a big uh, Biggie fan, which I didn't realize. So, anyway, enough of, enough with me, uh, enough with this. On to the show, Masters of None, Biggie vs. Tupac, who prevails? Find out. Take that, take that, take that. What's up, folks, and welcome back to the Masters of None podcast. I'm Mike, and with me, as always, is Jay and Art. What's up, fellas? How you doing? What up? Yo. So our podcast for today is uh, we're doing a debate between... We're finally going to settle the score right here. Who's <laughs> who's who's better, Biggie or Tupac? Did, did, I say the, did I say the two names correctly, gentlemen? Yes, you did. Okay, good. Taking the side of Biggie will be Jay, and taking the side of Tupac, of course, will be Art. Art, I just would like to point out quickly that... Did you know that Tupac spelled backwards is kaput? I don't know if that... Yes, okay. I've heard that many a times right. in white New Hampshire. <laughs> I've never heard that. That's kind of funny. All right, there you go. It looks like you have strike one against you, Art. <laughs> yes, that is a strike because I spelled his name backwards. <laughs> All right, so uh, so first up, uh, I, I'd like to hear uh, just some quick uh, opening statements just about your love affair with your your your, uh, your said uh, uh, rapper and 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 give me you know give me some just some generalities and then we'll get into a little bit more specific so art if you want to go first go ahead sure man um i feel like in this podcast i'm gonna prove to everybody listening and to jay and to mike that tupac has way is way better than the notorious big for several reasons and i feel throughout his life his five years on this earth he's proved produced and written so much music and so many cds that have 
coming out of his brain, just writing stuff while he was in jail, while he was growing up in different cities, while his mom was struggling <laughs> as a crack addict. Just everything that pretty much rap is about or should be about when it was starting up back in the 70s, Tupac just took it to another level. And I feel that without Tupac, there would be a lot of people right now that are supposed or so-called rappers will be just like flipping burgers somewhere if uh, Tupac wasn't uh, if Tupac was not ever in the rap game nice all right all right Jay Jay nice <laughs> little generalities about uh, Notorious B.I.G. go right ahead that was so hard just to not jump in and just rip him up in the first minute of this podcast but uh, Biggie Smalls is the greatest rapper well I won't say of all time but certainly better than Tupac and uh, I'll just leave it at that, and we'll we'll go. Just I'll just let Art talk, and then I'll just rip up anything he wants to say. <laughs> Tupac is probably the biggest poser ever in the history of music. Go ahead. Wow. You start all up. right, coming up. All right, all right, all right. Great. All right. Before before it gets heated, hold on. All right, <laughs> we're going in. We're going into. We're going into some subject matters here. I'm I'm getting serious. We're breaking this down. All right, lyrical styling. <laughs> Lyrical styling. I want to hear about subject matter, flow, creativity. I want to hear about these things. I want to hear what it, what, how, who, who's better at this and why. Give, give me it. Give it to me, Art. Go ahead. I'll let Jay go on this first, man. He's from Brooklyn, so go ahead, man. You representing your boy from Brooklyn. Go ahead. Biggie talked about on his first album what was real, how his life up until that point, how he grew up in Brooklyn, where I'm from, uh, and you know. He hustled on the streets, sold drugs, did what he had to do to get by, and uh, eventually fell into rap. People liked what he was doing. wasn't something he was out to do, per se. He got discovered and uh, got on some, some tracks here and there. People worked his way up uh, from you know drug dealer to the biggest you know, rapper of the time. Uh, he had a, his own, you know, his flow was kind of you know, typical rap, but he had his own sound. Yeah, yeah, it was a big fat tongue in his mouth that gave him that sound. But, you know, <laughs> nothing, nothing wrong with a fat tongue in your mouth. But uh, it gave him his own style, and uh, it was Biggie. You hear a Biggie song, you know it's Biggie. You hear Tupac, you're like, who's this? Is this the new, uh, is this the new Nelly song? Oh, yeah. Oh, it's Tupac? Oh, could have fooled me. Whatever. But, uh, you know, in contrast, Tupac was, uh, like I said, a poser. Um not only not only were his, his lyrics about stuff he didn't know anything about, uh, he grew up in, well, first of all, he was born in New York, okay, lived there until he was about 12, 13 years old, then he moved to Baltimore until he was about 17, so uh, I don't know what the whole, you know, West Side, West Coast is all about. It seems that he only became West Coast once Suge Knight bailed his ass out of jail. Uh, I also want to note that Tupac, he was in, uh, you know, dancing schools and uh, acting classes his whole childhood, never did anything wrong, never uh, had any problems with the police, never got arrested until after he had a record deal. So all the stuff he talked about on his first album, you know, fighting with the cops and violence, blah, 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 never experienced it. Basically, acting poser. Art, Art J says Tupac is soft. Really? Your rebuttal, go. Really? I love that. First of all, let me talk about... Biggie and how he grew up on the streets and had to sell rock and had to, you know, had a tough life. First of all, he went to a private school. His mom was a teacher. They were making it all right. The only money that uh, they had grew up on hard times is because when he was deciding that he needed to slang rock because he thought it was maybe the cool thing to do or whatever, 
he had to have his mom bail him out with all the money that they saved. So there was an issue for that. So if you're talking about pretty boys that are trying yeah, to it's act his tough, mom was being a, his mom was being a good mother instead of, you know, almost nearly getting her thrown in jail for life. Like his mom was being a good mother and telling him to finish his plate always. Right. Fair enough. I mean, are Go we ahead. talking about the mothers or are we talking about the rappers here? Because you just made an appointment. <laughs> you just made a point you that into, you just you made can, a point you that you can throw out some of your mama jokes. Go right ahead. Your mama's so fat. Go ahead. <laughs> no, Do I'm it. just saying that, you know, if you're saying that Pac was a poser and he was pretty much going to, you know, ballet school and all that stuff, it was pretty much like a like a boys and girls club in Baltimore because you really didn't have any places to go after school in a public school. Uh, because his, obviously his mom couldn't really afford stuff because they were going from you know city to city just because his mom was addicted to crack and it wasn't Tupac's fault and he was writing writing about stuff that influenced him because of his mom and because of the drugs and everything that you know he did have I think a worse off childhood than uh, Biggie I mean yes there are good parts and bad parts of both kids childhoods but I think that Tupac was struggling because yeah, they didn't have both father figures in their either of their lives, but I'm thinking that the way Tupac did. Yes and no. They're sure, sure. Yeah, he got they, his mom got married, and then the dad got thrown in jail and whatnot. But he had a dad for a while. Biggie never did. Yeah, but I mean, for me, for that, I mean, he's getting thrown in jail. I mean, again, you're saying that he might have had maybe a father influence for like I don't know, like five years maybe. So it's not like that huge of a. I mean, granted, Biggie didn't have one, but I mean. A five-year thing. All right. For the a, point is that the point is that someone was there to pay for the leotards for dancing school, right? Oh man, there were no <laughs> leotards whatsoever. Ugh. Ugh. And going all back. Right, and, all right. Oh no, all let right. me. I still got. Hold up. I still got things to say. Like you said that the whole West Side thing. After Baltimore, they moved to uh, over in the. I think it was Marin County or something like that in L. Around uh, California. It's Marin, Spaden. All right, fine. <laughs> Spaden. <laughs> Anyways, he's got it. He Go did ahead. have some experience with the West Coast before you were like distant on that. So I think that there's a lot of things that you just. <laughs> Tupac's first do rag was a t shirt that said, My mom and dad went to Disneyland. And I'm like, How was his t shirt? Topic straight a little All bit. Like, I was this we lousy do rag. <laughs> <laughs> we ended up talking about their moms a little bit too much. That's cool. Coming back, coming back. I'd like to go to the next subject real quick. Influence on pop culture, movies, and TV. Art, you lead this one off. First go. of all, besides the music that Tupac wrote and produced and all that good stuff, he was in a lot of movies. I really don't see Notorious B.I.G. being in any movies. Um, art and style and clothing. Uh, Versace definitely loved Tupac's style, and he had a couple of uh, ones. Tupac got big after All Eyes on Me. There was... Um, a lot of fashion from you maybe want to call the thug life where that there were certain things that people would style out after <laughs> him because of that. Um, after he died, there was a clothing line, Machiavelli, that was pretty much everything that Pac would wear or, you know, designed in his influence. So I think not just in the rap scene, but movie wise, you have clothes shoes, everything that pretty much, you know, he would probably talk about that, you know, certain things that Tupac would rap about, not just about the streets or thug life, but he would, you know, his influence definitely, I think, went across the gamut of film, music, and um, pop culture and fashion. Jay, retort. Okay. First of all, let's go over uh, Tupac's fantastic film career (laughs) with the big pop culture influence. Uh, Let's see. 
He had a cameo as a member of the uh, really street cred Digital Underground in the 91 hit Nothing But Trouble. Oh, boy. Which was quality. John Candy uh, at his him, finest. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, lots of prosthetics in that one, I believe. <laughs> uh, 1992, Juice, which was okay. A decent movie. He did a write in it. But this is basically where he, uh, the character he took on for his uh, rapping career. Because before that, he was nothing. So basically, he took Juice and he was like, hey, wait, people kind of like this. I'm going to go- keep going with it. Okay, let's go through the rest of his movies. 1992, Drexel's Class. I guess that was some sort of TV show. Never heard of it. Uh, 1993, he was in A Different World. Ooh. That's a TV- <laughs> yes. Who could forget A Different World? What was that dude's name? The, uh, the, the black Harrison. dude. That was, uh, was that was Dwayne Wayne. Dwayne Wayne? That was Dwayne, Dwayne Wayne. Okay, so he co-starred with Dwayne Wayne. That's yes. right there on the Kadeem, street credit. Kadeem Hardison. Yeah. Uh, let's see, 1993, Poetic Justice with Janice. Uh, <laughs> nice uh, romantic comedy there, whatever that was. But <laughs> basically crap. Uh, in Living Color, he, he was on In Living Color in 93. He was in like one skit. Uh, Above the Rim, which is complete crap. Murder Was the Case, the movie. Watch out. Little cameo in there. Another uh, Oscar winner. Uh, Bullet. Who can forget Bullet? 1996, right? Oh, wait. Hey, Mickey Rourke was in that. It was a good movie. <laughs> oh, okay. Even better than Bullet. Gridlocked in 1997. That was a black comedy with Tim Roth. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sure it was. He's got it. He's got it. And uh, 1997, Gang Related. Also, uh, another... You know, who could forget that one? Everyone's got it on their DVD. All right, Jay, so. like, seriously, though, okay, we, I know you're probably going through making fun of Tupac's movies, but what movies was Notorious B.I.G. in? Well, 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 let's, well let's, 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 get the thi- let's, let's get the thing straight here. It's not just movies, all right? I'm just talking about pop culture. in general. Besides that, Biggie's done I pop culture. I just feel cultural. that, you know, if, if, they're, if you're looking... I'll tell, you, I'll tell you what movies he was in. He wasn't in movies because he was a rapper, not a wannabe actor. Oh, well, I think it is. If okay. you're looking, if, right. if you know, you look at people that are trying to influence or have people buy their stuff or, you know, go see their movies. Who are they gonna? Who are they gonna want? People that are gonna bring people to the audience. Is it Tupac or Biggie? Maybe the movie sucked, whatever. But I guess you know what? They went with Tupac because they're like he's a bigger draw. People like him. They don't know what's gonna happen with him. Uh, he could, you know, his characters could be different or whatever. But are they gonna be drawn by Tupac or Biggie? You know what? They chose Tupac. And that's why he was scaled into movies, and they did clothing lines for him. I never saw anything uh, besides besides um, rap from Biggie. All right, all but right. The, the point is that Biggie's a rapper, not so. A if you if you're actor. a rapper, you can't do mm-hmm. anything else. Or if you're like a football player, or if you're a, a you know a stockbroker, you can't do anything else. That's just your role in life. Hey, kids, you can only have one thing to do, and that's that's all you have to do. Sorry, done. Is that what you're saying? No, but you don't you don't take a role and and make that your whole rap persona and then make up, you know, be your whole persona based on a, a movie role that you had. Greatest present day equivalent. Now, this is this is kind of difficult because they're all they're both great in their own right, but if you had to pick somebody that's out today that would not be around was it not for your respective rapper, who would that person be? Just a name. You don't have to you don't have to argue anything. Okay, Art says T.I. I'll say Jay-Z. If not for Biggie, there'd probably be no Jay-Z. All right. Uh, we're going to look at... Uh... <laughs> I'm waiting for you to come with some kind of like 
mind-boggling thing that's going to just crush us both. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's coming. It's coming. Like, I'm, I'm waiting for the... Yeah. <laughs> I'm putting. I'm, I'm tabulating points and shit. They're all, <laughs> okay. It's all right here, man. See, I feel like we're like <laughs> on a train to nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So, Let's just uh, get on with it so I can make fun of Tupac some more. Keep this interesting well, for I people got, who don't like rap got, music. Yeah, you want to keep I'm it gonna, interesting because we want to keep on talking about Tupac. If we keep on talking to tourists, it's going to be a boring podcast. Oh, <laughs> a bazing. It's going to be boring because everyone's going to be like, yeah, of course, you're right. Biggie was better than Tupac. Why are you, why are you even having this conversation? If you could think of something, the oddest place you would ever find a song or influenced by your respective rapper like anytime you've ever heard something that we were like wow i can't believe tupac actually you know they're, they're actually using a tupac song for this or they're actually using his image for this or biggie's this or whatever anything that you can think of that's just mind-boggling that his reach has actually gone that far i'll tell you uh i went to pick up my daughter at daycare and there's a little kid in uh in her daycare with her who's like her little buddy's name's robert <clears throat> so I go to pick up my daughter. I'm like, what's up, Riley? What's up, Robert? He's like, what's new, man? And he's like, yo, I get more butt than ashtrays. <laughs> I was like, see? Biggie Smalls. <laughs> Two-year-old kid quoting Biggie. <laughs> Art, what about you? How can I compete <laughs> with that? <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good one. Point for Jay, not for Art. <laughs> I'm not even going to try at that. You're picking, up a, you're picking up your kid at daycare and someone just quotes Biggie. A two-year-old. All right. Um, With great let's, parents. Let's see. We're we're going. <laughs> we're going. We're going one more, and then uh, and then um, I'm going off paper one more time. One more. I'm, I'm going off paper. Uh, bridging the gap. Oh, look at, listen to Mike using using the rap terms. Off paper. I am off paper. Going freestyle. Bridging the gap. I I am. I'm uh, bridging the gap. How they how are they able to speak to a larger audience culturally? Meaning, like here it is: three white boys from the from the uh, northeast talking about Biggie and Tupac. How the hell did they get on our radar, and how were they able to do that, Jay? Well, I'm from Brooklyn, so I actually lived like three houses away from Biggie, so we were we were tight. <laughs> <laughs> he was literally on he my gave radar. You props in uh, his first CD. Many thanks to it was like Jay Wolf. <laughs> yeah, he he was on your radar. He had his own orbit for Christ's sake. Biggie's gravitational force always made me lean a little to the left when I walked out my house. <laughs> Yeah, Art, why don't you go? Because I'm sure you have the answer for this immediately. I don't know how <laughs> how you like Tupac. You you can be more East Coast if you lived in like a lighthouse in Maine. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> so I don't know what it is with you. So go ahead. See, that's the cool thing. It doesn't matter if you're on the East Coast or the West Coast. You can still like Tupac. So you shouldn't. I think that's uh, when I first heard the song "How Do You Want It" off the uh, All Eyes on Me album. I was definitely feeling it, and I just listened to more and more off that album, and then. I just kept on like finding out like more out like I was going back to see um, like different albums like Me Against the World one of the, I think a highly underrated album that uh, people I mean it sold well especially while he was in jail <laughs> it sold well but I mean there's just different things about his songs that are just he can speak one about could be like a party anthem the next one could be talking about certain things that are going on in his life and then there's certain things talking about the culture of America and stuff like that I mean there's a lot of things that. Is I think that yes, he mostly talks about you know the survival and the mistreatment of black people in certain aspects of his life, but there's certain things that are very you can hone in on no matter what color you are. Um, and one of the freaking best, I mean, the biggest thing for rappers is to have I think battle songs. And after um, Tupac came off with uh, the song "Hit 'Em Up," man, let me just 
I gotta I took <laughs> off the uh, lyrics from this. I think this is just freaking sick, and you can't really even come off like Biggie never had a response to this album. If you ever heard like the song "Hit 'Em Up," listen to it because it fucking kicks ass. His first verse was like, first of all, fuck your bitch and the click you claim. West side when we ride, equipped with game. You claim to be a player, but I fucked your wife. We bust them bo- bad boy niggas, fucked for life. Plus, Puffy trying to see me. Weak hearts I rip. Biggie Smalls and Junior Mafia, some mock ass bitches. And he just keeps on going over and over on them after the whole uh, East Coast, West Coast feud. And Biggie never had a retort for that. And it's just, I think Tupac would have a great flow. You see, definitely like. Snoop Dogg be influenced by Tupac. You had Eminem being influenced. A lot of rappers today are trying to come off of Tupac in the sense of like Ja Rule wearing that headband, you know, in a certain way and trying to sound all grimy and stuff like that, like Tupac did. You have a lot of rappers trying to be like him. And it's kind of funny how uh, Jay was saying that Jay Z, if Biggie was never around, what would, you know, uh, who would not be around? And that'd be Jay Z. Biggie kind of wrote for Jay Z off a certain album. So it was pretty much. Jay-Z after Biggie died was like, all right, this is how Biggie would write it, so I'm going to go from there. That's like only one influence I saw from Biggie. Tupac, you have a lot more rappers trying to be Tupac than you are Biggie. First of all, Tupac really wasn't crap until he started the feud with Biggie. My theory is this. Tupac set himself up to get shot and robbed in Biggie's, you know, in the building that Biggie's studio was in because Biggie came out immediately blew up way bigger than Tupac was. And so he started the whole beef so he could get to the level of Biggie. Okay? Because his first two albums didn't do shit. Okay? Biggie comes out ready to die. You kidding me? Strictly for my niggas went platinum. It actually didn't. I don't think it was platinum yet. But Ready to Die came out in 94. Ends up being four times platinum. Number 13 album. Just blew Pac away crushed him so he sets up uh, his boys listen I'm gonna go over by Biggie's place you guys come in shoot me a couple times don't kill me though don't kill me take my stuff and then uh, we'll play it off that uh, Biggie did it and we'll start this big rivalry I'll sell a whole bunch of records and of course he did his next album went double platinum and uh, there you go now well now would you think would you top. think that if, if you were trying to plan to get shot what would be one area that you would not would you tell people not to shoot you at? Be shot. The balls in the head and the ball sack. And guess where he got shot? But how do you get shot in the head twice and you don't die? Unless you're just too stupid. Never like, hear of oh, like gunshots being grazed out at, you know. <laughs> so just coincidentally, he got shot twice in the head, both times grazed his head. Mm-hmm. You never know how far the shooter was. I mean, unless you, you know, had some, uh, you know, crime. Yeah, they were, they, they were right on top of him. They're like in the lobby of the building. Conspiracy radio. I love it. It's fantastic. We started a conspiracy here. I love it. It's fantastic. Ugh. All I'm saying how big, is... How big was the grassy knoll? How big? So, Art, first of all, how can you defend Tupac? How can you defend Tupac when he has brought us... Jay mentioned it earlier. Poetic justice. <laughs> which was... Which, which at last at last glance is a is a whopping thirty eight percent on the old tomometer on the uh, Rotten Tomatoes, <laughs> and and kind of going hand in hand with that with that is defend Tupac and the awful awful pop culture phenomenon that is the thug life tattoo over the belly button <laughs> when it comes to 
fat biker douchebags <laughs> that just has it bulged out, and it doesn't say thug it life. Hug it actually says it says Throckmorton life because it just stretches so freaking. Defend that. Defend that. Let's all, wait. Let's also point out what thug life stands for. <laughs> oh, the hate you give little infants fucks everybody. <laughs> Is that is that right? Yeah, is that true? Is, yep. Yes, So he's pro-choice, and yet the thug life tattoos are on these fat Buddha bellies of these douchebags. He's pro-choice. <laughs> so defend that. Defend poetic justice and those stupid tattoos. All right, first of all, poetic justice, I will admit, wasn't a great movie, and I'm not saying I'm going to defend him or not, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. It wasn't a great movie. Well, here's the thing. Let me finish. Let me finish. All I'm saying is that sometimes, yeah, he started off as a rapper, and you know what? So they asked him to do movies. I didn't see anybody approaching Big M. Standing by that, because if you're looking for someone who was influential to everything across the gamut. You know they approached him to be in movies. Do you think he's like, hey, I want? you know what? I think if... Yeah, because he just took acting lessons his whole life. That's what he did. He was an actor and a Well, anyways, all I'm saying is no one ever approached Biggie, and yes, it couldn't, they can't be all gems, um, but for the whole thug life tattoo and all that stuff, so someone starts a trend, and you can't really blame someone for fat bikers to put that on there to the point where, yeah, maybe that <laughs> that whole statement for the whole thug life doesn't mean, like, it might be funny to Jay, it might be funny to you guys or anybody listening to it, but I think the whole purpose... But for art, it's a lifestyle. <laughs> I'm not saying okay. for that, but you got to look at the mindset where he was coming from, where in the sense of he was, he was thinking that that mentality for him, not really having a, a father figure, not really growing up where there was so much hate in, in his community about even, like, black-on-black violence. There was, you know, white people hating black people there were so many things that he saw nothing but hate and he saw the effects of that hate of the ghetto lifestyle the poetic justice all i'm saying is all i'm saying is the poetic justice yeah that was probably a bad <laughs> career choice but the thug life you can't probably you can't knock him for other people trying to pretend like they're in some type of gang or thinking that they're emulating thug life and Mike, let's not forget all the hate that people were giving little infants. <laughs> <laughs> it was really fucking everybody. It really was. <laughs> Case right there. <laughs> that is the worst ac an acronym. Yes, acronym ever. <laughs> little infants. Could you be more redundant? <laughs> <laughs> Yo, but mad love for the big infants. <laughs> All right, all right, all right, <laughs> Jay, your turn. I got something for you to defend. You, you have to defend Biggie's afterbirth that has spawned into a pile of garbage that just continues to spew reckless filth and stupidity. I'm talking about Sean Puff Daddy <laughs> Diddy Doody Dookie Boopy Blopper Bloopoo Combs. <laughs> Fuck this guy in his douchebag face. What, what? Defend Puff Daddy and defend why Biggie kept him around. I could do this very simply. Puff Daddy landed on Biggie. Biggie didn't land on Puff Daddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because if Biggie landed on Puff Daddy, Puff Daddy would be dead. Squat Daddy. <laughs> 
which ironically is what little Kim song crush on you was about. It was about Biggie falling over onto Puff Daddy. (laughs) (laughs) He (laughs) dude, as much as you might hate Puff Daddy, he's a genius. How so? That's all I got to say. For talking fast? How so? No, because he he knew he's a he's a marketing guy, man. I mean, he's a he's a terrible rapper, but he's a good producer. He knows uh, what people like. He's, his his idea to take uh, that M Tomb song "Juicy" and have Biggie rap over it. Biggie wanted to just rap and Puffy. I mean, go see the the movie Notorious. Uh, Biggie's like, yo, this sucks. This is freaking lame. And and Puffy's like, well, you can rap all you want, but I got to get something that can go on the radio. Or else we ain't making any money because he just started his company, Bad Boy. He's, and so he's a, it, it obviously worked. And then boom. And then sure, he used his, his dead friend to his gain <laughs> over and over and over and over again. But hey, he's rich, bitches. Yeah, <laughs> he's a leech. <laughs> he's a friggin' leech. He's a scumbag. He is, but you know what? Biggie probably, it he probably would have been dead before he got out there, if not for Puffy. So you got to give him that. All right, all right, all right. Okay, you both defend. You both defended your 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 rappers pretty well. I got to give you that, man. And then I'll and let's do some closing arguments. And then I'll 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 uh, I'll tabulate the totals here. Biggie's first two albums sold 14 million copies. Tupac's first two albums sold a million and a half copies. Tupac dated Madonna. <laughs> <laughs> Tupac, Biggie dated Little Kim. Oh, yeah. So I date Little Kim. She's fat. Well, With that explains a, a lot then. Fat. Let's see how many uh, top ten hits did a uh, Tupac have before Biggie came around? Zero. Not one. How did uh, Biggie get a start by uh, rapping while he's selling drugs? How did Tupac get a start? He was a sequin wearing backup dancer. For Humpty Hump and Digital Underground. <laughs> you talk about sequence, motherfucker. When uh, uh, Puff Daddy and Biggie went on stage with Mace, they were always uh, in sequence, especially when Mo Money Mo Problems came out. No, and it was, was funny, the locks. That was Dude, no, after let me, Biggie no, was no, dead, my friend. Well, like, even, when they're on, even before that, when they were doing certain like dance sequences and stuff like that, they'd be coming out in these flashy jumpsuits, and the locks even made it a point after they uh, got away from uh, the bad boy label that came out like in a... Puffy or Biggie song or something like that, and all these sequence jumpsuits, and then like you heard, like you know, every, like the music stop, and they're like, "Fuck that lame shit" or something like that. Let's take it back to the streets. So you can even tell people that were on that label were like, yeah. "Fuck that sequence of dancing shit." All right, okay. Let's talk about uh, the, let's talk about the side projects and uh, the people they brought up with them. Uh, let's see. Tupac had three little side groups: the uh, the they hate the hate you give little infants fucks everybody group, Thug Life, who uh, you never heard anybody come out of there. No hit songs. Uh, Outlaw Immortals, nothing. No one came out of that. No hit songs. Boot Camp Click, nothing, nothing, nothing. Biggie, Junior Mafia, Lil' Kim, two smash songs. Because Biggie was on both and, of them. Uh, it was just like pretty album. much the songs that the Outlaws and people were. So was Tupac. Tupac yeah, was and with like his the songs too. that made like somewhat pop or the charts or whatever with Tupac and Biggie with those other groups were because Tupac and Biggie were in there. Junior Mafia had only had one good song, and that was yeah, Player's no, Anthem, and that was because it was pretty much Biggie writing the whole like lyrics and for everybody. Get Money, which was a platinum single. Don't forget, I believe Biggie was also a part of Jesse and the Rippers. Not positive, <laughs> but I think so. And Biggie played uh, congas on uh, Kokomo. Don't forget that. <laughs> yes, exactly. 
and <laughs> he was the congas. <laughs> Uh, and yet, the, also we could, uh, you know, attribute Puffy's No Way Out album, you know, the the seven hundred seven times platinum album and the the Grammy. Those can also all go to Biggie as well, because that album would be crap without him. Tupac also didn't didn't sell his soul to Suge Knight after Suge Knight bailed Tupac out of jail, and that was when uh, Tupac really became the West Coast guy because he was sitting in jail broke. Uh, even though he sold all his millions of albums, and Suge Knight came, bailed him out, pulled strings. He's like, all right, Suge, I'll do three albums for you in death row. Basically sucked his ass to get out of jail. <laughs> all right. Okay, if someone said like, hey, you can hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, let me, let me just say something. Oh, oh, you can all right, say, like, all right. If you want to stay in jail or if you want to do something that you love to do and you can make money out of, hmm, what would you like to do? Uh, I'd rap. And Have you ever been in jail, Jay? The yes, long I have. Of time? <laughs> yeah, he said that last time about the Mets the game. Fucking time. <laughs> and if someone was saying, "Hey, Jay, I'll bail your, ass, bail your ass out right now," if you just work for me for about like three times, like I need you to work on something, you'd be like, "Yes." No, I have morals. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Clo- uh, closing statement on Biggie. Closing statement on Biggie. And then I want to give Art the floor. Oh wait, 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 wait. There's one more we totally forgot. What? Tupac raped a chick. No, he did not. How could we forget rape? How did not rape a chick? <laughs> that is so false, too. That's even funny. And that convicted and that's, of sexual abuse. Oh, sorry, you're right. He didn't rape her. He let his boys rape her while he hung out and watched. So. No, here's the thing about that. <laughs> they were at a Freestyled club in the corner as it was going on. They're at a club and she uh, she gave him a blowjob and then she went then they went up to like a room or something like that. He was kind of like passed out and he was like, you know what, I'm done. He goes into the other room and then I'm sorry, like you, he didn't know what happened to her, but all those all his boys must have did something to her, but it wasn't him. And then he got in trouble and he said that you know, I mean, she said that he you know Tupac raped her and there was no evidence that he was the one that raped her. The only reason why he got in trouble for it is because his entourage. Must have did something to her, and it wasn't him. Right, but he got convicted. Yeah. Oh wait, but there's another thing we forgot. There's but another thing did. we forgot. He accidentally shot a kid. He shot a kid. I forgot that one. He did not shoot a kid. <laughs> he did not shoot. This is fun. <laughs> oh, good lord, dude. Kid shooting, raping. In 1992, him and his uh, entourage were involved in a shootout where a kid accidentally got shot. And he ended up giving the parents half a million dollars, but he didn't do it. He, he didn't do it because it was his, it was his, uh, the nothing from there was nothing from rela- <laughs> hooking Tupac up with that again, and that was just ugh. You just oh, wait, I wait, love wait. I love how you just I like got one other thing. Wait 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 wait. In 1991, he sued cops for beating him up because he jaywalked. He sued the police for jaywalking. Well, all the shit that people were doing to him, why not get some uh, something back on that? <laughs> All right, give me, give me, wrap it up, wrap it up, Jay. Let's go. Want to give the full hair? Come on, you can't take anymore. Is that the problem? I'm done. I'm done. I'm personally done. Give me, give me, wrap it up. I'm give me something. To, give, wrap it up on Biggie, and, and then let me give the floor. Go ahead, dude. I've I've said enough. All go right, ahead, you're Jeff, done. Go, go. Okay. All right. All right. Art, wrap it up. <laughs> Final thoughts on Tupac. Why he's better? Go ahead. No, nah, it's just funny that we're going back to. I mean, you're taking things probably from Wikipedia or wherever you are finding like some non-factual things about Tupac which is very funny and I think that <laughs> you look at you look at the status of Biggie and Tupac in the sense of who was more influential who had more things to say to, uh, Biggie had two albums Tupac 
had, I think, a total of, I would say, more than 12 albums that he came out with because that guy was always writing. That guy was just so into his craft of rapping that even after he died, his his album still went four times platinum, three times platinum. I mean, you had all his albums after he died that were still the stuff that he was writing about was still on today. You even have like people in pop culture, like um, freaking shit. The Chappelle show was making fun of like the joke about like how Tupac is still writing shit. And that's like even more into like the whole idea of like the influence of who had more influence after they're gone, Tupac or Biggie. Well, I don't see anybody making. Biggie st- also had multi-platinum albums after he died. But okay. that was one. And that was like pretty much the remix that anything that Puffy does is the remix. So I'm no, just born again, two times platinum duets, platinum. Greatest hits five times platinum. Good. <laughs> anyways, <laughs> anyways, I just it's funny like the end of the things you were saying about Tupac shooting a kid and like raping a chick. That was just very much I think what the media was trying to portray and saying like like even though it was like his entourage. I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying his entourage was the the people that were doing that shit. Unfortunately, and they're just always pointing the fingers at Tupac because I feel that you look at people when they give out who's the best rapper of all time, they're going to say Biggie just because he wasn't, people weren't scared of Biggie as people were scared of Tupac. And I'm thinking of the whole idea of sometimes rap is to be a gangster or to live that thug life. And he pretty much, people were scared of Tupac in the sense that they didn't know, like I said earlier, what he's going to do. Biggie was pretty much, you're following the tutelage of, you're following the tutelage of Puff Daddy (laughs) making all these songs about like, you know, party anthems and all that stuff. I think Tupac had a wide variety of different songs and different messages. I think that if you look at both styles of rapping, Tupac wins hands down. I think that his style and influence will be far bigger and deeper than ever, than Biggie's will ever be. All right, all right. Uh, do I get a Do I get a closer? I thought you already I, did. I, you already bored Mike. You already, you, did. you already bored Mike. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to say, Tupac, no hits before Biggie, no hits after Biggie. That's all I got to say. All right, all right, all right. Okay, so here's the thing, gentlemen. Um, you both argue your your points very well in two different two different styles. <laughs> Art, I've I felt as if you were actually part of Tupac's entourage because of everything <laughs> that you everything that you stated. Art was about, turtle. Every, Art was turtle. Yeah, everything that you stated, I felt like you were actually there for when he accidentally didn't shoot the kid or did. I don't know. Um, <laughs> great, awesome, Jay. You you went for the jugular, which was which was a little bit, little bit of a different style as far as gave your facts about Biggie, although very good ones, very good ones. A lot of it though was malicious towards the Tupac, which was uh, which was uh, <laughs> a different way of handling things. Okay, so uh, as I'm tabulating everything, it looks to see it looks like by the skin of his teeth, his big oversized gums, Biggie Smalls. <laughs> comes out yeah. on top by a point. I know you're passionate. I know how passionate you are about Tupac art and and I and and I apologize. I really I'm really actually tabulating the po- the votes correctly. This isn't this isn't a personal vendetta against Seinfeld, the Seinfeld uh, uh, debate, although I still think Seinfeld sucks and I can't let you win twice. So fair enough. Biggie wins. East Coast uh, Junior Mafia. Uh. Yeah, represent Shit. baby, baby, and and Mike. Anybody in any club anywhere in the country, you throw in a Tupac song, you throw in a Biggie song, 
people are going nuts to the Biggie song. I actually, I'm actually also giving a a half point to Biggie, just for the um, the line that we used to spout out at parties about Penn State. Yeah, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis. When I was dead broke, man, you couldn't picture this. That was a good one. No, it was the Penn State line. You know, he says it's all about the um, Benjamins. I don't know the Penn State line. When he says, uh, "Fuck the state pen and fuck the hose at Penn State." There it is. There you go. Perfect. See. Closet Biggie fan right there. I'm not it saying I'm not a Biggie poser, fan. Just like Tupac, you're a poser. I'm not, oh, good lord! I'm not saying I'm not a Biggie <laughs> fan. But I, like, I think Tupac is better. Art's no longer allowed to wear his backwards do rag. <laughs> <laughs> Turn it in. I love it how you guys Send are just one one element minded. That's great. <laughs> you can't like Tupac and Biggie. You can't do something other than your own thing that you're working on. You can't act and rap. <laughs> great. Here's the message, kids. Don't just do one thing. Point yourself stick into with, a hole and just stick cry. Stick with what you're doing. Stick with what you're doing because everything else you do sucks. Pretty much. Just remember the. Yeah. Just remember this, kids. The hate you give little infants <laughs> <laughs> fucks everyone. <laughs> That's awful. You can't defend that, dude. That is the worst freaking acronym ever. <laughs> that is the worst acronym ever. Winner. Although, 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 um, what is it, uh? Uh, actually, here. But here's the other thing, though, too. Big, notorious Big. Big doesn't exactly doesn't stand, stand for, anything. for anything. Yeah. Nope. So that's just lazy. Exactly. Because <laughs> he heard he heard Tupac and he was like, "Yeah, I'd rather not." <laughs> he's like, "You know what? Never mind." He's like, "I had something." It doesn't stand for anything. <laughs> he's like, "I had something clever, but fuck it, I'm not doing it." <laughs> just keep my fat mouth shut. Keep my tongue inside the gums. I'm just gonna eat. I'm just gonna eat a hot dog. All right. All right. We're ra- <laughs> we're ra- this up. wrapping this up. So so yeah so we're done here masters of none great having you guys again thanks you thank you appreciate it uh, masters of none show at gmail.com masters of none dot dot com what's the Facebook address I don't know masters of masters well, of none Mas- masters of none just on Google masters, masters of none, none on Twitter podcast you'll find us yeah oh yeah we're up there dude we're like top that's what I'm saying five. Really? Let's just make it Freaking easier money, for them baby. Google masters of none podcast you'll find a bunch of our shit there you go hell yeah. Perfect. All right. You'll find more. You find more shit than Tupac. Dick. <laughs> you don't have to worry about spelling it right either. <laughs> Spotting or whatever. Baiting. Tupake. That's it. Tupake shaker. <laughs> All right. Well, for Jay and Art, I'm Mike Matheson. None. We'll see you next time. See you. See you. Fuck all y'all. So young, so angry. Damn that rap music. Don't forget to leave us a review and rating on iTunes and join us on Facebook and Twitter at Masters of None. Masters of None is brought to you by Simply Syndicated, lubricated by Blue Point Beer, and streaming live on morelikeradio.com. Check out the website, mastersofnone.com. It includes episodes, news, articles, videos, pictures, so much fucking more, man. Check them out. Masters of None. Masters of a fucking excellent domain name, I'll tell you that right now. Father too many. Man, they had a, too think many. someone had it and they were like, we want that. I got it again. You think they had to buy it? I would think, man. Like you said, that's a that's a good name. Unless they got, it. they were going way far, way far back. Maybe they got, they saw that. And they maybe got they it. got it. Maybe they got it way back. How far back? Way back. How far are you gonna go back? Way back. As we go around, around like this. All right, check them out. Mastersofnone.com. Uh,